A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Don't Blame Me, starring me, Megan, and my co-host, producer, and the glue to my glitter, but you're also glitter glue. So like, I just am, you're multifaceted. I am solely just the kind of glitter that gets stuck in your lungs and never leaves. Melissa, hello. Hi. How are you? I'm splendid. How are you? You're splendid. I mean, I've only been awake for an hour and 20 minutes, so there hasn't been anything to ruin my day yet. Well, that's fair. I mean, hey, not a bad not a bad time to wake up. Yeah. Let me give a quick intro to our podcast. Anyone who's new here, we're an advice show where we give, you guessed it, advice. Wow. Life-changing. <laughs> it's wonderful, fantastic, amazing, never been done before. You call in, you leave us voicemails, and then we give you wonderful advice. And what we lack for in credentials, we make up for in... Opinions. Opinions. 
unlike assholes, we have many of them. <laughs> I was trying to think. I was like, I wonder if anyone has multiple assholes. I mean, it's not considered an ass because it's not in your ass. But if you have to get like one of those little bags, they make a little hole in your side. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know? But it's not in your ass. But it still does the same thing that an asshole would do. I also wonder if you have hemorrhoids for too long, if it like rips a hole, an additional hole. Because, yeah, no, you do because you have to get sewn up. It just rips the asshole that you currently have. Kind of like if you like have a baby and you rip. Yes. So as opposed to the phrase like tear me a new asshole, it's tear my current asshole to shreds. Expand my current asshole. (laughs) I do know a friend of a friend who had to get their asshole sewn up. Oof, painful. Actually, probably I know more people. I know a doctor who specializes in asshole repair because he works in a gay community where fisting is a big thing and so that's his this is the same circumstance of the person that i know who had to get their start because i was thinking Mm -hmm. i was like oh but then people who you know give birth i was like that is definitely one but i was like no i was thinking of too many poppers too big of a fist yeah overexerted through a whole thing of no pun intended about how to properly fist That makes my butthole hurt just thinking about it. It was for a podcast. I will never use it. But, you know, if the time comes, I know how to. You're prepared. Maybe we'll get a phone call about it. And then you can be like, excuse me, this is my time to shine. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Well, if any of you want to call in for an upcoming episode and get some wonderful, fantastic advice from us, leave us a voicemail at 310-694-0976. And international listeners, send us an audio message at meganpodcast at gmail.com. Make sure you are 18 or over, have your parents' permission. Give us as many details as possible, but you got to keep it under three minutes. So we recommend that you write everything down. Pull out the timer on your phone or any other timing apparatus and read what you wrote. Make sure all the details are in there and you get it in under three minutes. And if you do a fantastic job of that, while also including your pronouns, ages and all of the like relevant details that help us give the best advice possible, you might receive a diamond from the diamond herself. Pretend that I'm on Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. It's immediately when my head, when my mind went to when you stuck your hand up. I was like, I've seen those. Mm-hmm. So yes, we are looking forward to hearing from all of you. And please call in. We've had a lot of like similar kind of repeat calls recently. And we don't love to regurgitate information or regurgitate advice that's been done before. Yeah. Yeah, quite, quite similar. So if you are seeking advice and maybe we haven't used your call, go check through the back catalog of the episode, see if there's something very similar. And then, you know, if you've got some weird things going on in your life or something that you're like, is this too wild to call in about? Try us. We want to see. Throw us throw us some curveballs. Right. I'm a switch hitter. I'm not. But that was just saying because, you know, curveballs. You're far more athletic than me. I can't switch it. We're yes anding here. Yes, and. Oh, I'm so sorry. I don't know why I'm questioning this. I did a lot of improv. I've done theater. Yes, and. Yes, and. Well, what's new with you? How are you? Nothing's really new with me. Last week was just kind of up in the air because I was on hold for jury duty. So it was like every day I was like, okay, I can confirm this meeting at 7 p.m. I made it through the week without getting called in. So it was a weird week. So are you done? So like, that's it. Yeah. I know it's like not how the law works. But again, I repeat, I would wish we could do jury duty together. I mean, I told you to try to schedule it the week that we had it at the same time. 
And then we just pretend like we don't know each other until the thing is we pretend until someone asks. So as long as if they don't ask, then we don't have to say. Oh, it. that's true. But isn't that one of the things they ask when you're on a jury? Like, do you know anybody else? Yeah, but I don't know. I'm just trying to think of ways. She looks familiar. But <laughs> There's not videos of us on the internet. You could internet. do that TikTok noise that it's like, she looks like every other bitch. And I'm like, <laughs> I do. <laughs> I have a common face. Uh, I was going to give a COVID update for people. I am officially a month past my positive test. For the millionth time, please get vaccinated. <laughs> Mots is feeling like pretty much totally back, except his sense of smell and taste are definitely better than mine, but like he's not 100%. My smell and taste are rocking at a solid 30%. I can like taste some things enough that like I don't really recognize that I'm not tasting it. Like, and then I made myself a cup of tea and I was like, oh, I forgot to put the tea back in this. And then I look and I'm like, maybe I got a wrong flavor. And then I was like, oh no, this is just one of those very faint flavors that is totally gone still exhausted still a ton of fatigue still a horrible amount of brain fog which you can testify to but anybody who works with me can testify in the oh did I do this did I not do this oh I did like I just am forgetting everything but my cough is now steadily back not as bad as it was but it's back enough that it sucks and I just want to remind everybody to please get vaccinated because I think I was, you know, not to like play that game, but like he is a straight man. So I definitely think I was sicker than him, but we were both complaining the same level. But now that he's like better, both of us vaccinated, same vaccine, same day. And I don't have any pre-existing health conditions that put me at, I'm not in any of the criteria or categories that like put me at getting like a vaccine earlier or high risk or anything like that. I'm just someone who doesn't have the greatest immune system and like, deals with like, I mean, most likely endometriosis, which is chronic, all of those other things. So just knowing that it could have been worse. I just mm-hmm. want to encourage everybody again to please get vaccinated because the risks of not getting vaccinated are so, so, so much higher when you have COVID. And even if you've already had it before, the amount of antibodies, like just get vaccinated at this point. I hope we don't have any listeners who are still like, staunchly against it but if there's anyone who's hesitant just want to encourage you all to get vaccinated and if you have covid in a breakthrough case it does get better like i am feeling slightly i'm feeling like a little bit better every day you look like yourself again well i'm not like gray like i like think back to like how i looked like i had no color in my face Mm -hmm. and i still get like winded and tired and all of that stuff but before when I talked, I feel like I could see what little color I had for my face drain. Mm-hmm. And I always had a fine blood oxygen level. Do you know what I mean? Like all of those yeah. things like were numerically fine, but it just takes a lot out of you. Yeah. So that is my soapbox. I will say I'm hopping off it, but I'm not really. I will continue to tell people to get vaccinated. <laughs> well, anything else we should buy our merch. If you get it, please send us a picture. We're going to put together a poster of everyone in their shirts. I need a post on our podcast Instagram. Yep. Okay. All right. You want to get in the calls? Let's do it. Hi, Megan and Melissa. I'm a 25-year-old female and I use she, her pronouns. I'm calling for advice for my relationship and family. It's two parts are connected, so bear with me. I'm dating a 32-year-old who uses he, him pronouns. 
We've been together for about two years and living together for a year. I love him very much, and he is super supportive and does a lot of wonderful gestures, like bringing home a foot bath out of the blue or making little care packages. For a little background, I am in therapy and have been for a few years. I also work for a mental health agency, and I'm a year into my MSW program. I understand mental health pretty well, and I'm great at giving advice, but not good when it comes to my own mental health. I have PTSD and told my partner this summer, and he was supportive when he found out. My issue is I struggle with sharing specifics that would be helpful in being more honest and getting both of our needs met. I would like to be able to share more with my partner. For example, I have an anniversary of a death coming up that I've wanted to discuss for months but haven't known how to share. This is something I struggle with in general, but is also compounded by the fact my partner had a traumatic loss of his sister earlier this year. I've been stuck in this thought of just wanting to support him through that and haven't necessarily focused on my own needs for months. I don't want to discuss death with his loss, but also know it's not helpful to just experience it and not let him know. The other piece is I have an extremely strained relationship with my own sister. I cut her off earlier this year prior to my partner's loss. He was supportive of it at the time, as I think he related. I'm visiting my family with him for the holidays, and my mom asked about having my sister come. We're both vaccinated and masked and only plan to travel if it is safe enough. I struggle discussing that relationship with him now and don't know if I should just reopen my relationship with my sister because of the loss. For background, my sister is two years older and struggles with extreme mental illness and physical issues starting from my middle school age all the way through college for me. She had frequent inpatient hospitalization, and I never invited people over when I was younger because I didn't know how she would react if she would get verbally and physically violent. Even though she was older, I took on more of a parental or older sister role as my mom was fully focused on supporting her needs. She frequently told me she wished I hadn't been born, and my entire childhood revolved around her needs. Into adulthood, she has wanted a relationship, but it's always remained about her and her issues or needs. She has a distorted view of the world to the point where she makes comments as though we experience things at the same age. My therapist supported cutting her off, but my partner's loss has made it hard to maintain and discuss. I struggle with navigating this time with both my family and my partner. I know my partner would be supportive and I tend to overthink, but I have no idea how to navigate all of this and was hoping for some advice. I am also sensitive, so I need tough love. Uh, so if I need tough love, kindly worded would be very much appreciated. I think it's great that you're in therapy. This is hard because I don't know if your partner is in therapy, but I think that like my instinct is to have a sit down conversation with your partner to be like, and I wouldn't bring up, I've been putting my needs on the back burner because of you, because you did that by your own accord. He didn't ask you to do that. Like that was something that you chose to do. And it's helpful for us to know, but it's not, that was a choice that you made and telling that to him can kind of push blame, which I don't think you feel at all. But I would say like, I want to have a sit down conversation with you and just say, I want to know where you are at, like comfortability and boundary wise of like me talking to you about my relationship with my sister and cutting like her off and like the holidays. And I also wanted to let you know ahead of time that this date that is coming up is a hard one for me personally. It involves like grieving and death. And I just want to gauge where you are personally at. I, you are obviously my partner and I want you to be included in my life. And I don't want to like withhold these things from you. I know you experienced a massive loss this year. And, and by no means do I want to potentially trigger you. So I want to let you know that this is what I'm going through. And I'm going to be seeking to have those conversations with friends. But I don't want you to feel like I'm like withholding or hiding anything from you. 
just because I think proposing to him, I want to talk about X, Y, and Z things. I think if you give an alternative of, I want to be able to talk about those things with you and I don't want to hold anything from you, but like, I understand if your plate is full and I don't want it to be like, well, if you don't talk to me about it, then I'm not going to talk to anyone about it. That he might then end up taking on more than he can handle. So I think like reaching out to a friend to talk about that, but we'll still, while still giving him the opportunity to kind of discuss that with you and keeping him clued in so you don't feel like you are hiding things from him or not um, giving him the opportunity because people grieve very differently. And some people, nobody ever really wants to be treated really fragile or coddled at all. But I think the best thing that we can always do is give someone the opportunity to engage in a conversation or to talk about something and then let them tell you what their boundaries are. So we don't anticipate other people's boundaries. But I think, I mean, yeah, I guess that's kind of where my mind automatically goes. But it kind of sounds like, and you tell me what you think, but like, it kind of sounds like to me that caller, your you wanting to potentially reconciling with your sister is you're anticipating that that is what your partner wants for you. Did you feel like that? Or that he would say something like, it feels insensitive to not have a relationship with a sibling when he's lost something? I feel like it's more like the caller sees it from his perspective that she said it quickly, but she said that he was supportive of her because when she first said that she was going to cut off ties with her sister because he was going through something similar. So I think it's because his sister passed away that she feels like she shouldn't waste the time. Like it's insensitive for her not to even like try to reach out to her sister, especially since her sister does want to have a relationship with her. Yeah. What do you think? First, I think like you can't give from an empty well or empty tank. And right now, It's like you're being supportive of him and you're being sensitive to his emotions, but he isn't giving you any mental support um, or emotional support. And I'm wondering if it's because you think he can't handle it or because he said that he can't. And I think it's because you are kind of shielding him from it. So I think you guys need to have like, like you said, like have a sit down conversation and discuss, hey, like this is what I'm going through right now. Let me know if it's too much for you. There's other I can talk to friends and my therapist. I just want to know, need to know, because right now you're doing a lot of assuming instead of asking him. Yeah, I agree with all that. Yeah. And then I just want to go back to the stuff with your, with your sister about how like she's she, your sister does want to make have a relationship with you, but she is still making everything about her. And again, are, are, have you told her that she's making things about her? Have you pointed it out? And then she's still not changing. My biggest advice when it comes to the sister is if you are willing to try having a relationship with her, that's like totally up to you. I think if you decide to do that, it should not be over the holidays and it shouldn't be at your parents' house because from what you've shared, you it sounds like you have a lot of trauma regarding your sister, but also that your m- mom was all about her and it was 
your childhood was primarily focused on her from like the parental aspect too, that I think that going into it in a holiday situation, A, your boyfriend is coming with you and that like can be a lot. And also you're going back, even if it's not the same home that you grew up in, you are kind of going back to potentially like a traumatic experience, same situation, same dynamic and relationships and all of that. And when it's something that is triggering like that, it's really, really hard to not fall back into those roles that we automatically had back then and to go at it in a new way. Because of that, the holidays can be traumatizing to like a lot of people, even if those relationships that they have with those people are like successful and fine any other time during the year, like kind of keeping that might be helpful. But at the same time, if you have cut your sister out, I don't know how long, I don't know if you mentioned how long it's been, but like is if this is the first holiday, I don't know that like, do your parents pick which kid like comes, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I don't know how the holidays are going to work in that sense where your mom is checking with you if it's okay if your sister comes, but is your mom then having to pick between like her two kids mm-hmm. in that sense? And I think that like, if I were wanting to work on a relationship, I would have a conversation with her ahead of time before Christmas and do all that. And if that's not something that you want to do, I wouldn't anticipate that you want to, you're going to want to do that then. Like, I don't think you should be like making the decisions of like, well, I don't want to talk to her now, but like, I'll talk to her at Christmas. Like, that'll be, I just think it's putting a lot of pressure on a situation that if you're like staying there and like, it's, it just can be a lot, especially regardless if your partner has recently gone through a, like a significant loss, inviting someone into like potential chaos is, can be a lot, but at the end of the day, if someone someone else's like mental health struggles and all of that kind of stuff, regardless of the reason, if they're being like verbally, mentally or like physically abusive towards you, the reason can explain, but it doesn't justify or make your feelings invalid. Like just because how she treated you and how she is is a result of like her mental health doesn't mean that like you have to take it in stride. So if it's hard for you and it is traumatizing and hurtful to you, you can have like very clear boundaries. Be like, this is not something I'm comfortable with and comfortable doing. And that might change later down the road. But I don't feel like you need to mend this relationship immediately if that's not something that's feasible to you. Yeah, I think you're right. If you want to mend things, you've got to do it before the holidays and also be cognizant of how your strained relationship could also strain your mom's relationship with her sister, with your sister. Yeah. Yeah. Well, wishing you the best of luck. I hope that was gentle. I feel like we were gentle. That was very gentle. Okay. Should we get on to the next? Sure. Hello, Megan and Melissa. I fucking love you guys. So here's the deal. Okay. I'm 27. I'm bi. My pronouns are she, her. I recently got back into therapy and I'm working really hard on my fearful avoidant attachment style and difficulty letting myself be vulnerable and intimate. For context, I was deep in the fundamentalist evangelical world until I was 24 years old. I feel like a cult survivor, but that's tea for another day. I was in an abusive relationship from age 15 to 21 with the same man. I'm an FA survivor. I didn't start exploring my queerness at all until I was 23 after moving to New York City. The good news 
is I've done a lot of healing work these past few years and have never felt more proud of who I am. And I love myself more and take care of myself better every day. The bad news is I have an incredibly difficult time letting myself be free physically without being like fucking cross-faded or something. I'm bubbly and confident and outgoing at my most natural, but I freeze super easy these days, unfortunately. I'm working on this actively in therapy and I'm excited about that. But a final barrier I run into on my most confident days is that I have dermatillomania. My legs have always had scars as a result, but this summer I also had a change of my medication that resulted in loads of severe skin-picking episodes on my arms. I'm fair, so they scar purple, and it just really hurts my confidence. I barely socialized or left my house this summer, and between that and the pandemic, a girl is rusty. But my meds are better. I'm in therapy again. I'm better. And I have a crush. And I think he might be into it. I really want this to be an opportunity for me to put what I'm working on to the test. Be free, have fun, live like I'm allowed to take up space and like I'm allowed to have my body feel good and make my body feel good and all that good stuff, right? However, I'm terrified of him seeing my wounds or my scars and I have no idea how to respond if he asks about them, especially, you know, like if they're fresh. I don't want to overshare or accidentally overjump either, um, which I can do when I'm put on the spot. So the TLDR of it all is I would love to hear any advice you have on how to communicate about the scars with ass, how to get over the shame with the scars, and would also love any advice about letting yourself release overall, like generally. And before I go, Megan, I have to thank you for your transparency about your own struggles with skin picking. It's just, it, I mean, you'll like, you'll never know how much it means. So thank you. All right. Love you guys. Bye. You sound great. I want to be your friend. <laughs> I like this energy and this vibe. Surprise, surprise to nobody. The skin picking part, if anyone has followed for a while, I'm sure they do. Yes, very relatable to me. The thing I will say about it is like, it obviously differs from person to person. Me personally, I would so much rather tell someone ahead of time versus being in a situation where I have like just picked I complete my, completely hate myself. Like I am so fragile and then have somebody ask and kind of the same way about skin picking like scars and like the look of it or anything. There are definitely like in some circumstances with people that I'm like, nobody's going to ask about this with the group of people that I'm with. And if they do, I really won't care. And I shouldn't care. We shouldn't care if anyone asks, but there are at least for me people who if they said something, I would feel far more embarrassed. And also I I can't control when someone asks or when someone notices or when someone says something. And there is a high likelihood that they say something when I'm like, again, like fresh picking or really vulnerable about it. And so I can't control that conversation in that situation if I wait for it to happen. So for me, the way I would probably bring it up is ahead of time and just being like, oh, and if you notice anything like on my legs or whatever, like I've got dermatillomania, I would either like make a joke about it if it came up or I would just be like, hey, I just want to like give a little precursor. I've been wearing long sleeves a ton and or like long pants and I really want to wear this cute skirt. I have dermatillomania. I've got these like spots on my legs or my arms and it's not a fun thing to like talk about or to really like see and it's something, but I just want to give you like a heads up. And I find that people are very 
especially someone who likes you, I think like it would be wonderful if someone could then like him do his own research and like look about it and like see all of that kind of stuff. But I think that you want to communicate, but you don't want to overshare. I think that sharing something like this, I don't think is an oversharing situation at all, especially because the shame thing that comes with dermatillomania that I think anything that you can do to kind of let someone else in your life know that because nobody's, you already beat yourself up enough about this, having someone else question it in those vulnerable states can just be really, really hard. And I don't think there's anything innate about oversharing that. Do you what I mean? Mm -hmm. I think that like one of the things that I'm like decent, like because I don't have my glasses on all of the time and I can't see everything and I'm pretty forgetful. I will eventually forget that like I'm showing my legs or something like that. But there are times like where I just won't. But I am far more comfortable having like people see like the marks and the scars and all of that if it's people who know. And there is this, I don't want to call it paranoia, but even like think of it like if when you have like a zit or anything like that, that you think that like everybody's like looking, everybody's looking, everybody can see this or whatever it is that is there when like you've picked your skin, but it's also you feel blame and like shame in all of that. And so I think that when all of my friends know, and it's not like a weird kind of thing, but I would also say if you want to be more passive about it, post about it on your like Instagram story and like he can kind of see it or whatever. But I also think anyone who comments on your body, especially if you're like getting intimate, regardless of like what it is to me, I really don't like that. Like I had a guy that I like used to sleep with who like the first time we like slept together pointed out like a couple of like not self-harm scars, just like random scars on my body and like immediately asked me if this was like a self-harm scar. And I was like, no, but if it was, whoa, (laughs) like I'm naked right now. Like there's like a funny story that goes along with this, but like that is like a very, you're in a vulnerable kind of state and to then just kind of like ask questions about that. Yeah, yeah. During my senior year of college, I went through the same thing. Um, My skin's darker, so you couldn't tell that much, but to me, you could tell, like I could see it and I knew it wasn't how my legs usually looked. And so I would just... Like if I wanted to wear shorts or it was just hot, I would just like make a joke about it around people. And then they they would say like, I didn't even notice it. Like you were saying, like with zits and stuff, like you're more cognizant about it than other people. And they usually don't notice it unless you call attention to it. Yeah. And also in general, (laughs) unless because like my sometimes with my legs and that stuff, like sometimes it can look like an allergic reaction. It can look like hives. Or it also like looks like just like irritation from shaving. Yeah. Which it could be. It could be. Yeah. And like that's also part of what I pick is like shaving irritation and I'll pick anything. But Mm -hmm. in general, like I just think like unless somebody's face is swelling up in front of your face and it looks like their throat is closing up or they're having a visible allergic reaction, don't comment on that. If someone's like the back of their neck is something's bleeding that they can't see, like that they're not seeing, Mm -hmm. but like the in general commentary on people's bodies as like a Oh, I'm concerned kind of a thing is like, we know, we know what our, we, we know what's, I know what's happening on my body better than you. Mm -hmm. And like, unless my nose has started bleeding and I can't 
see it like and I can't feel it and I haven't noticed like yes let me know but there is just like no need to comment on that kind of stuff but I will also say like you're 27 I don't know how old the person that you are seeing is but I definitely like have been met with far less like questions and comments about like anything physical like that when I got older and was surrounding myself with people who were my age and all Mm -hmm. of that kind of stuff like some people you, there's we get to a cross a road a road in our lives when we get older that we start minding our business or we stop minding our business even more it's intentionally spending time with the people who like like Mots doesn't comment on it at all and like we've had conversations where i'm like this is helpful for me in the moment this is not helpful for me in the moment like this is what you can do this is what not to do and i think anyone that you're like sleeping with or being intimate with or anything the best thing that you can do is to arm them with the tools that you need so they don't accidentally hurt you. And that's not their intention and their goal at all. And we can kind of go out of our way to prevent that and like let people know that what we're looking for and what we need. And I don't know anybody who's been like, wow, that's so like, I mean, except people on Instagram, but like nobody in my personal life has ever tried to pry or ask quite, even my therapist. So like, it's very much like whatever you want to share, like share, you know, Mm -hmm. but I understand rough big ups on like going out and dating yeah you already sound like the person that you're describing you want to be you already really sound like that person Mm -hmm. so give yourself that that credit in that sense and i think we become who we really want to be and you're taking those actions to become that person and i think you're there i agree okay we're gonna take a quick break and we'll be right back Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact? You can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. 
Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Today's episode is brought to you by a sponsor we love, 310 Nutrition. 310 Nutrition is helping us, you, our listeners, in the new year with protein and superfood rich products with so many options and flavors for your personal preferences. They're adding new products all of the time. And I just got my, I mean, I didn't just get my package. I just got a, 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 a secondary of my package. And I, as someone who needs electrolytes to function there, it's like elixir from the gods. I cannot sing their praises enough, specifically the cucumber flavor of this electrolyte mix is delicious like it's it's so good i've even like had it on like ice and been like i'm drinking like a drink drink like you can throw a little straw in there and and it's it's delicious it's so good and i just i love they're filled with so many great ingredients that really help if you're like me and you like you know medically need some electrolytes but also if you're working out if you're sweating hot summer day you're going to an amusement park you're on your feet for a long period of time all of that um most of us are not getting the electrolytes we need yeah i drink mine specifically when i am working out it's my beverage while i'm working out i just take one stick of the hydrate mix it in with my bottle of water 16 ounces of water can provide the same amount of hydration equal to drinking two to three bottles of water if you got that hydrate in there they also have the all-in-one shakes which i absolutely love i'm running low so i gotta get some more but um i love the chocolate bliss the vanilla cream the caramel sundae i have all three of those flavors sometimes i mix and match them sometimes i'll use it when i'm baking or i'll just drink it straight and it is they're so good they have a triplex protein blend plant-based proteins that include pea brown rice and pumpkin that makes it so delicious you can get fiber and superfood blends with more than 25 organic fibers and superfoods blended into one easy, delicious shake. And they also have 310's four shake flavor starter kit, which lets you sample all the flavors for only $9. Right now, 310 is celebrating a new year of goals with Don't Blame Me and giving our listeners 50% off up to $100 for your first order. With so many sample packs, new products, it's really fun and super easy to put together an order, or you can start a subscription on products you know you'll use. Go to 310nutrition.com and use the code Blame Me right now for 50% off up to $100 for your first order. That's 310nutrition.com and use code blame me. In our live stream, our listeners are always recommending and talking about books. So we're so excited about book of the month because this is something that our listeners are going to love. This is a brand that I've been familiar with for a, a long time. I like love watching people talk about it. I love seeing what books people are reading and like what books they have available and I, I, I love I love everything about it. So I'm so excited uh, for someone who like, <laughs> you know, the ease of getting into a book, a lot of it can feel like really daunting. So to have like a service where it's like you're going to get like high quality hardcover books, which that's my preferred way to read at incredible prices, but also curated. So it's like amazing, cool, wonderful, great. This is it's kind of like a a straight shot into that and something that book of the month 
you can do over and over and over again. And one of the great things about it is the longer you are part of the program, the cheaper the books get. Book of the Month's mission is to help readers discover new books they love and promote the work of emerging authors. One of the amazing things about Book of the Month is that every aspect of Book of the Month experience is designed to be fun and special for readers. First of all, the books come in a bright blue box, which is very pretty. Me and Megan were just talking about them. There's also a fun app to pick your books and track reading progress. And as well, there are reading challenges and rewards. And Book of the Month makes it really easy to decide what book to read next, which for me is like the biggest hurdle. I love when other people make choices for me, especially when they're good choices. And I'm like, cool, I can trust you. So each month, the editorial team reads through hundreds of new titles and they pick some of the best new books for you to choose from. All of the books are so good. You can't go wrong. And I mean that wholeheartedly. When we were picking like our selects for this, I was like, wait, this I like all of them this is hard and I literally coordinated with Melissa and I was like okay so these are like my top ones I'm assuming they will be yours so don't pick the same one as me so then we can swap afterwards and that's what we did so we got the ministry of time by Killian Bradley and we also received the return of Ellie Black by Emiko Jean the ministry of time is like people are calling it like if you're a fan of Outlander and like spy novels or time traveling books it's quoted from town and country saying it's really innovative fun storytelling the ministry of time is definitely for you and listed as 45 of the must read books for spring 2024 and then harper's bazaar also said part time travel romance part spy thriller and 100 percent multifaceted joyride <gasps> when i tell you that i was like sold we're also excited about the return of ellie black and this one is about a missing girl who returns but that isn't the end of the story it's only the beginning. We both like a, a, a detective book. This one is uh, 20 years since detective Chelsea Calhoun's sister vanishes. Ever since Chelsea has been searching for signs for closure for other missing girls. But happy endings are rare in Chelsea's line of work, which that sounds so intriguing. And I'm looking forward to reading this novel so much. Can't wait. And we're so excited to usher in this new sponsor. And we know y'all are already going to love this. Plus, we've been recommended this so many times. Mm -hmm. So I, I we, we've already got fans in you. Try the service yourself at bookofthemonth.com. And you can get your first book for $5 with code PEDALS. That is your first book, $5 at bookofthemonth.com using code PEDALS. We are back from the break. So let's get into the rest of the calls. Hi, Megan and Melissa. I am calling about a recent, very recent breakup that I am going through. I am 26, pronouns she, her. My ex is also 26, pronouns he, him. We have been together for three years and living together for about two and a half. There have been no like recent issues in our relationship. Like we've talked pretty regularly about how great everything was going between us and how um, we're just so happy to that like we have this apartment that we love and our cats love each other and we love each other. Um then come to find out Saturday morning, this past Saturday, he came to me and said that he wanted to talk and immediately started crying. And he told me like he asked if he could hug me first because he loved me so much and he needed me to hold him while he did what he was about to do. So he told me that he thought we needed to break up and I asked him, 
why? Because it, it caught me by complete surprise. There were no signs of this coming. And um, his answer was that when he's with me, he feels perfect and happy. And when he's alone, he feels like he doesn't know who he is and he needs to be alone. And so that's why he broke up with me. He is starting therapy. I also started therapy because it's like such a drastic change like that. It completely blindsided me with our lives so intertwined, living together and everything. I guess I just really need some guidance on how to move on without having clarity and not knowing when or if I will get any. He told me that he once he has answers as to why this had to happen this way and why he couldn't bring himself to talk to me beforehand, he would tell me, but I don't at this point know when that will be. So I'm just really hurting and I need some advice. Thank you. Oof, this is rough. I'm sorry. Yeah, I think this is kind of like the classic, it's not you, it's me. And we don't know, and I don't think you know how long he's been feeling this way. But it maybe seems like that, like you said, like when he's with you, he gets lost in who you guys are together, but doesn't know who he is outside of the relationship. And so he is taking time to figure that out without you. And it hurts I know it hurts you and it hurts him too, but like this is about him and not necessarily about you. Yeah, no, I agree. It So you guys moved in together six months into dating mm-hmm. and the last almost two years have been a pandemic where we've all been stuck inside. And to me, what this seems like is someone who recognizes that they are displaying like not even necessarily codependent tendencies. Like there were two, like recognizing that like you in this relationship kind of became like his everything and his Mm -hmm. identity. And I think that has happened to a lot of couples during this time. And as people have been able to kind of venture out and do things safely and all of that, like recognizing that, oh, wow, I don't know like who I am anymore. And some people never go through that process of like questioning and like identity crisis. And it can be hard if you've never been through that to understand why someone would need to end a perfectly happy relationship to get to know themselves. But when I like went through like a what am I doing with my life? Like a complete like identity crisis and reevaluating like just everything and trying to understand myself so I could make better decisions for myself more. Like I even pulled away and wasn't the most communicative like friend at all times. Like in order to really figure that stuff out, like you do kind of need to be selfish and I think you're right. I don't think that he even necessarily knows if there was like, if it's a slow burn, like it's different for every single person, whether it like, I don't know, it it happens little by little, like sand in an hourglass, or if it happens like you're hit by a freight train one day and I'm the latter. Like I am someone who doesn't, I realize something like all at once anvil dropped on my head style. And some people are just like that and 
what I would tell you is that just because this is where this relationship has ended up doesn't mean that it was a waste of time. It doesn't mean that it wasn't a great relationship and it didn't like serve a purpose and like serve you really well. It just got to a crossroads. And the only way like through that and the way that he chose, he was able to choose something that was going to be the healthiest thing for him. And in turn is actually the healthiest thing for you. Mm-hmm. I think it can be really hard to be like, well, I wish this, this and this. He does too. Like he wishes, I think something so incredibly strong when someone recognizes like, I'm not doing well. That's not just hurting me. That's going to hurt this person. And this person deserves so much more. I'm not comfortable giving 20% or I'm also not comfortable with them sacrificing their happiness for me because that won't make me happy because I really care about this person. So I think therapy is like great for both of you, but it's such a fresh, fresh wound. And this was like the time that you called in, it was the way you made it sound was that it was like literally like the past week or weekend that it mm-hmm. happened. Like it just happened. Yeah. Yeah. And like, I understand wanting to kind of get some clarity, but maybe your therapist will say something similar or completely different. But to me, it sounds like you want to know what went wrong and what did you do? And like, how could this have been like, prevented. And that is something that is, you did nothing wrong. He did nothing wrong. Nothing went wrong. This was the course of the relationship and there was no avoiding it. And any avoiding it would have ended up in the same outcome and probably in a much worse state. Much worse. Like it would have been six months of like screaming and all of this stuff, like blowing up ahead of time. And it's it's hard and it really it really sucks when you feel like the rug has been pulled out from underneath you. There's no signs that you missed. There is no like analyzing, like breaking down like the course of this. Like sometimes relationship, they just happen and it's nobody's fault. And I think if you can do your best to see how great of a relationship this was at the time. And I always tried to do is like, if this relationship could be this good and this wasn't like, it for me. Think of how like, oh my gosh, I'm going to have such a great relationship when it's like the one who I'm going to spend the rest of my life with. If I could have this amazing of a relationship and be so in love, this isn't even all there is. This wasn't even my ultimately my person. Like, great. Like the opportunity to know that you can fall in love that much and know that you can feel that way about someone. It takes a while to get there, but using that as like an exciting thing that like I felt this way once, that means I can feel this way again. Yeah. And so I'd say use this opportunity since you said that you're in therapy as well. Use this opportunity to explore who you are as well without a relationship and being honest with yourself. Like, did you also feel like you didn't know who you were outside of the relationship? Yeah, it it hurts, but it's going to take time. This isn't something that's going to be just like overnight aha moment for you or for him. and. I think the clarity, like we've said before, the clarity that you're looking for is closure. So just allow yourself time to hear yourself and when he's ready, hear him and allow yourself to heal as well. And it's going to be a while. Mm -hmm. I'll also say too, if it comes down to it, if you don't want to hear him, that's also okay. Like you don't have to closure, clarity, quote unquote, that is all such a personal 
thing that he's actually truly not really involved in. And if he is heavily involved in it, then I don't think you've reached that point of what we call closure is, you know? Well, I'm so sorry. This That's so hard. But yeah, I think like what you said, work on finding yourself too. Yeah. Should we go on to the next? Let's do it. Hi, Megan and Melissa. I'm 20 and my boyfriend is 23. I go by she, her pronouns, and he goes by he, him pronouns. A little backstory. My boyfriend and I have been dating for almost three years and have lived together for almost all of our relationships. We've been dating for about four months when, due to urgent living situations, he had asked me to move in with him. I kind of said, fuck it. If it works out, it works out. And I moved in with him at 18. Since then, We have moved to multiple different parts of our state due to work and school, and we're stronger than ever. We even have a dog. (laughs) Now, here's the issue. We have never had any problems in bed up to about a month ago. We have had sex regularly, and he eats me out every time, which I love. Up to about a month ago, I used to finish every time we had sex, and he ate me out every time, except now I just can't seem to finish at all. I still want to have sex, and my goal isn't always to finish. However, I get frustrated when I can't seem to anymore. I would also like to side note, my boyfriend loves to eat me out, and he's really good at it. Um, (laughs) I haven't talked to him about my frustration because I don't really want to make him feel bad. He's always open to trying new things with me and always wants me to finish first, although that doesn't always go as planned. Um, (laughs) I would also like to talk to him about doing more new things in bed that we haven't done before. I love him so much, and I love having sex with him and pleasuring him. He finishes every time, of course. (laughs) However, I need advice on what I or my boyfriend and I can do together to help me finish as well. I feel like I might focus too hard on the end result that I can't seem to focus, like, in the moment, and I get kind of anxiety and, like, overwhelmed, and I think I kind of, like, don't focus on what's going on. Although I recognize this, I can't seem to change it. Please help. Thank you. I love you guys. I love the podcast. Have a good day. Bye. Back to that calls of people living with their partners like months in. Yeah, but hers seems like it's going well for the most part. It's also pretty unrelated. Yeah. Um, We do love a man who like loves to go down and is great at it or any we love anybody. But, you know, mm-hmm. especially like cis, like heterosexual men, like no DJ Khaled's up in here. Anytime I think about it, it makes me so mad. But so happy that he's good at it. He likes doing that. Great. I think that like, if you automatically are kind of being like, I want to try some new stuff. I think that there's something that you think you're thinking of and you're not saying yeah. it. Yep. There's stuff that you're holding back from. Um, you're used to what he's doing. He might be in the rhythm of doing the same things over and over again. And you want something different. Yeah. Like you just suggesting like there is something, there's something Mm -hmm. that you're not telling us. You have an example in your head and yes, Mm -hmm. go for it. Great. I think specifically if it feels like something that you're like, oh my God, this is like way too crazy. Or like this feels like a lot. There are two ways I think that you can either bringing it up like dirty talk because like half the stuff you say in dirty talk, you're like, well, I'm not going to actually... I actually do that. <laughs> like we're just like you know getting creative here and to kind of like saying something like that in like a more hypothetical sense or if it feels way too uncomfortable to like bring something up while you're having sex and that's like not the way you want to do it then being like hey 
was just thinking, like, is there anything that new that you would want to try? I saw this thing. And then you can like say, like, I saw this thing that that seemed kind of interesting. What are your thoughts on it? But I think you're right in the sense that like you were getting in your head. And it is like you said, like he's been doing the same thing and it's worked and it's not working. And so I think you're like, well, I'm I'm broken. Like, what am I doing? This has worked all the other times before. If you've seen something or heard of something or just have the idea in your head of something that you think is like kind of sexy and hot, that's there in your brain. And regardless of like how much you're consciously thinking about that kind of thing, like you are thinking about other things that aren't the exact sex moment that you are having. I think that like that, the best thing you do is like bring that up. Yeah. And also your body can get used to something if he knows like, He's done this so many times. He knows how you always come this way. He's probably not switching up what he's doing because he's like, this is what gets her off. I know how to make her come. So your body also gets used to that if he's not switching it up. And then it remembers things so it doesn't react in the same way as if something new was tried. Like even like with sex toys, something can get me off real fast you know like every time and then it'll get to a point where no i have to switch this up Mm -hmm. i've got it's not the same it's not getting me the the same way that it is but also in that being said since he usually always gets you off and he knows that he does are you faking now i feel like no but if he doesn't know that he's not getting her off then he's used to always getting her off does he if he doesn't know then why isn't he if he knows that she's not getting off why isn't he changing it yeah that is true i i see that i really hope you're not faking it because she said she hasn't told him oh i interpreted that like she hasn't told him that she's like frustrated like that because i think sometimes what happens like you're like oh it's just like not happening for me tonight or whatever like but if it's been happening for a month month yeah sometimes sex and relationships can kind of get like masturbating where you're like Mm -hmm means to i'm just like doing this to do it like when you're masturbating like i'll fucking like use a toy i have like a face mask on like it's not sexy or anything like that and sometimes when you're in a long-term relationship it can kind of you can kind of get used to that and so even just like switching up the like oh i want to put on like really sexy lingerie i want to send like a dirty pic during the day or like send like like a racy text i want to like have if you normally have sex with like some lights on have the lights off normally have second yeah. lights off like light a candle like or like go to a different room or try a different if you're usually like lying on your back sit on his face like gotta spice it up and it seems like you want to maybe you're just having trouble vocalizing that you want to try something new yeah i mean again like the actual act of like i find that like the best sex i'll have it's the lead up to it and like yeah, sure. You could just some, go down on me immediately and like eventually I will get there. But like if I'm already like feeling sex and having all of this kind of lead up to that, that like the payoff, the reward is like so much greater mm-hmm. there. And it doesn't even have to be like crazy, like kinky stuff or whatever. Like no. it can literally just be like putting on music, like wearing something really sexy and just like making it on the couch for like an hour, anything like that. And so it feels a little bit less routine and feels a little bit more kind of like 
I mean, me, even Sydney and I were talking about it, how we're both in like long-term relationships. And she, we were both saying, I was like, oh my God, like we started like, like last night, we started like making out again. She goes, oh my God, like me and my fiance. She's like, it was the greatest thing ever. I felt like I was a teenager again. Like this was like so hot. We're just like making out. Like you don't do that. Any, mm-hmm. Like we don't do that as much anymore. It's a very easy thing to kind of like change and bring up, but he just wants you to get off. And like, there is no, there is no judgment in these kinds of things. And like, you have a healthy relationship. So if there's something that you bring up that you want to do that he doesn't want to, like, as long as he knows he can say no. And if there's something that you want to do or he wants to do and you don't want to do, you can say no too. But he can't read your mind. So if you're not communicating with him in all parts of your relationship, then it can leave you frustrated. Yeah. I think the solution is the the lead up and... I don't think there's no tips and tricks for like the actual moment of, because I think me telling you to like, oh, put music on so you get out of your head. I think there's some other stuff there that you like want to try and and do and all of that kind of stuff. And three years into a relationship. Yeah, that checks out. I foresee some sexy sex in your future, some good mm-hmm. wet sex. Good wet sex. Well, is it time for Don't Blame Them? It is. So Don't Blame Them is where a listener will call in with their own advice pertaining to a call from a previous episode. So maybe they have personal experience. Maybe they missed something that we didn't say. They heard something, saw something, felt something, or they just want to tell us how they feel about it. Here we go. Hi, Megan and Melissa. I'm calling for a Don't Blame Them for Season 8, Episode 20, um, regarding a football player who doesn't wear his mask. I use she, her pronouns, and I have also been in a similar situation. Instead of a football player, it was actually a pretty famous YouTuber who went to my school. She wasn't racist or anything to my knowledge, but she did violate our campus, pretty much our county stay-at-home order, by flying to Alabama to visit her sister during the height of COVID, probably like this was last year. And I did have an in with a dean of students because I was a part of student government and I was on the dean's board to help make decisions and whatnot. So I did inform them person to person. And the dean and told me that they actually had a COVID resource page where you can kind of like paddle some people and give all identifiable information. So I'll definitely look to see if your institution has something similar. But I actually do disagree with Megan Melissa, and I think you should be using your personal school email just on the basis that if you do email your dean, the football coach, the school newspaper, there's a high likelihood that that could be filtered through their junk or spam mail. And obviously, if we don't want that to happen, I will say to prepare for them to do absolutely nothing. When I reported that one YouTuber, I don't think anything came out of it. And I also had connections to an upper administration. so. Them doing something, the school newspaper, dean, all of that stuff is based on the presumption that they also care about COVID just as much as you. And I 1,000% hope they do because COVID, you know, is a virus that is like freaking killing people. Um, but I would just prepare for nothing to happen. And if nothing does happen, keep a paper trail with your school email and then bring it to your student government and say, I've had student concerns about COVID on campus and administration isn't listening to me, then the student government can take care of it. And then if they don't take care of it, feel free to reach out to your local news station because they are probably more than willing to look into see if they have a story to write about the local university not caring about COVID and putting people in danger and if the coach is protecting them. Okay, thanks. Bye. Great advice. Wonderful advice. I wholly agree with this person and I would love to know which YouTuber this is. 
slide into Megan's DMs, please. Or in the don't blame me, because I think you'll see it in the don't blame me DMs before. I probably will. Well, that is it for our episode. Hope you all enjoyed. Thank you so much for listening and or watching. If you're what if you are listening and you're like watching. I don't know that was an option. Um, We are on Patreon. Check us out. We have the video versions there for a dollar a month. And then we have a live stream, literal Zoom hangouts where we just hang out twice a month. And they're really, really fun. And they're only $5 a month. So if you want to have some, it's a great way to like step your foot back into like the socialization of the world. And it's a great time. We have fun. I don't have 10 out of 10. I, I give it those reviews. If you want to call in for an upcoming episode, again, the phone number is 310-694-0976. International listeners, you can send us an audio message at meganpodcast at gmail.com. All the things that we said at the beginning for the requirements for the calls still apply. You can follow us on socials everywhere. And if you are listening to this far into the episode, go on the most recent Instagram post and comment. Just comment what state you live in. Because, you know, Alabama, yeah. lots of other ones. Comment what state you live in. That's a good one. Or what state you're from. You know, if you don't want people to, I don't know. Pick one of them. Just a state. Comment your favorite state. Because, I mean, there we've got a lot of international callers, too. So they don't live in the United States. So That is true. So I take it back. Comment your favorite unite state in the United States. It doesn't have to yes. be anyone you have any ties to. Any, Just it can a be. state. And especially for people who do not live in America, I would love to know what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to offer any explanation. You can. Honestly, if it's Florida, like, and it's, you're joking, like, go for it. I'm very curious. And then we can see which state got no votes. <laughs> sad i don't know why that made me laugh so much (laughs) i love pitting things against each other so all of our links and socials will be listed down below my books available get my presets follow me places and um i want to read a review oh okay this is rachel (laughs) that is their username as well as the title of the review hey guys this is rachel i didn't mean to leave any of those negative comments just having a hard time love the podcast eminem are an amazing duo with sparkling perspectives everyone get vaccinated heart emoji (gasps) that is so funny oh my god i'm obsessed thank you so much rachel we love you all and appreciate you so much and i'm so glad again i want to give another shout out to the rachel's who listen to the podcast who are not this Rachel, not the original Rachel. And I just want to say that like y'all are taking this in stride. Like you have like assumed your new, like you're like, you've accepted that like Karen's had their moment and like Mm -hmm. now it's Rachel's time to shine. (laughs) And none of you are feeling personally attacked and you're you're confident, you know, it's not you. And I really appreciate it. So, (laughs) you know, as always, please go leave some reviews, cancel out Rachel's (laughs) bi-weekly. And uh, you can also join us in the ongoing inside joke by reading all of the recent reviews and you will also notice which one of them are from the original rachel (laughs) it's quite clear quite obvious oh that was funny (laughs) good job bravo you get a diamond you get a diamond (laughs) that was like the first comedy diamond that was given out that was fantastic uh anything you want to promote personally follow me on instagram please i also just made a very weird tiktok if you would like to look at that too i need to go look okay uh we will see you all next time goodbye goodbye don't blame me
is a production by me. Executive produced by Melissa DeMonts and Diamond Imprint Productions. Edited by Coco Lawrence. Post-production sound by Chris Henry. Production assistance by Melanie D. Watson. Music by Ryan Hunter and Giacomo Picasso. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.